0: What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack em. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things. MJ shot City six rings. D Rose too big, too fast, too strong. History and we good on that. Put Jill on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, One, everybody say bulls on tap, bulls on tap. Our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery. Nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe. Hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. To Bulls on Tap, I'm your boy Buzz, I'm joined by my dude Goose, and we're here after a Bulls loss. We missed the victory, one fucking night we don't do a show, right? One night we don't do a show, we missed a victory against Detroit, so it's kind of like a double episode, but we're not going to talk a lot about this stuff, because it sucks, we're going to talk about other stuff. So we're going to talk about a little bit of what happened in the games, because why not? But like we said in the beginning... I just decided this now. You know why I decided this? You'll find out in a second after this ad read. Be sure to go to tapsportsnet.com for our Chicago sports literature and podcast needs. Following us on Twitter, X, whatever you call it, at Goose on tap at BuzzOnTap, at BullsOnTap, at Sportsnet. If you don't mind, please go to the YouTube, Sportsnet YouTube channel. You guys got us over a 1,000. My new goal is 2,000. A lot of people are shooting higher than that, but I want to – I'm trying to move at a snail's pace because I'm in no rush. But, yeah, that's the new goal, 2000. I don't know when we'll get there. Probably be a long time, but we're trying. Uh, Presented by Sports Illustrated Media Group. Okay, this is what I just saw. You ready? I'm ready. Zion Williamson is mad. Okay? Zion Williamson is mad. It doesn't look like he wants to be in New Orleans anymore. Thinking the, I'm thinking the Bulls come, all right, all right. What 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 is better than uh, trading a vet over there to free up some money, okay? Trading DeMar over there to New Orleans with Brandon Ingram, okay? This is all bullshit. I have no idea if anything like this would even happen. New Orleans tell me to fuck myself. This is just fun. I just off the top of my head. I just saw it now. So, send, like, doing something there and sending him DeMar over there for Zion and, and giving them a king's ransom, but then getting – well, they're probably not going to get it back now because they waited too long. But, like, Quentin Grimes, something else from the Knicks, shipping Levine off over there, something like that, you know. What, what do you think?
2: Buzz, you could give me a bag of chips for just about anybody on this team right now, and I'd say yes. Uh, like, after a performance like tonight, we're both – exactly That wasn't far, planned. Just – that wasn't planned? No, you no, just it? had a bag of Doritos ready to go? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's That's fantastic. How convenient. Um, no, on a night that DeMargo's three of 14 uh, looks atrocious and you've got Levine going five of 19 um, and two or three of those buckets came there in the fourth where it really didn't matter all that much. Uh, anyway, I know like get rid of this team. Um, you know, I generally get stuck watching the opposing teams broadcast and all night I heard about how horrible our big three was. And then I had to listen to them gush about their two young players uh, Bo Chan and uh, Jackson Jr., uh, yeah. who uh, seemingly had more impact. Pat actually had a decent night tonight. Um, I
1: like how we always go back to that. Got to check it on Patrick Williams. we are going to piss off people on Twitter,
2: okay? You know what? It, when Every night I feel like I'm watching, whether it's a contending team or a young team um, with a rookie or a young player that's showing more and doing more uh, than Pat, it it hurts But it's also not really Pat's fault. It comes down to the system and the organization uh, failing these young players to a degree uh, because when you see the success everywhere uh, of these late picks um, on successful teams, it's just like clearly it's just got to be something systemic because Patrick Williams has the talent. He has the intangibles in terms of the physical ability um, and we, we see the flashes, but to, to see so many lesser prospects succeed so much quicker and so much easier uh, just becomes hard uh, on a night where don't really expect to win the game. Bulls did keep Dame in check. But uh, we started the game 1 for 12, and Zach and DeMar started the game 0 for 8. DeMar finished 3 for 14, like you said. Zach, 5 for
1: 19. Vooch went 11 for 24 for 26 points. That's not great. Sorry, he's a center. I don't like that stat line. He he did get up seven threes, so I guess I'll take it.
2: Um, but no, be, uh, on a night like tonight, as much as I don't like my center shooting below fifty percent, um, even mean, with seven threes mixed in there, uh, which we can't get too picky about because we like right. to talk about how we don't take threes. Um, unfortunately, they took forty-two on the game, uh, oh, twenty-one each half wow. tonight. Wow! So, so so we got that number up. We just didn't make many.
1: Yeah, fourteen of them. So we hit 14 of them for 33%. The Bulls shot 38 for 100 for 38% from the field. Wow, that was, um, that was easy, man. So some big takeaways. I know we we're we we're bullshitting and talking like the Zion trade and stuff because, like you said, it gets exhausting talking about the normal shit we have to continuously talk about, continuity. It tastes like shit. It's a tweet that I tweeted out tonight.
2: Well, um, I mean, even the Detroit game, that first quarter was horrible. Well, this is what I'm trying to say is, like, this is a second game in a row.
1: That Stacy King's having, and listen, Stacy could be a meatball just like I could be a meatball, and that's okay. You know, it's just he's he loves the team, he's loves the city, he's invested in, right? I mean, it's okay to be that. It's okay to have fun. Um, But the fact that him and Adam Amin had to fucking have salt, you know, and a ton of it for a second straight game of low energy, I don't blame them for voicing that. Like, why are you coming out like you know? What? what? I get your coming. Back to back. I, I, I,
2: Tonight, more so understandable than last night against a bum team that obviously you ended up taking care of uh, towards the end there. But that game still got closer in the fourth than it should have as well. Of course, of course it does. But this, the, I mean, again, the, what you said before in the
1: beginning of the episode: trade them, done with them. It is what it is. It, you know, it, it's done. It's over with. It,
2: when you have twenty million invested to three guys who are supposed to be offensive powerhouses, and you have one of the worst offensive it, offenses in the league and they have the worst net rating of any trio throughout the league, despite good health, which is rare to come by in this league. We just played the Bucks tonight with Middleton on a minutes restriction. Um, don't really know what's going on with Dame. He looked very pedestrian tonight. Um, Three for 17 for Dame
1: tonight, Goose. One for nine. Um, he did make a huge impact, though, in the fourth quarter, drawing a couple of them fouls there. Um, you know, he, he went five for five from the free throw line. So, yeah, um, offensive-wise, I mean, I feel like – I mean, Dame's had some good games with Milwaukee already, no doubt. Great game. Um, I even go as far as. Uh, but, you know, new new place, point guard. He's getting hounded by, I mean, a couple of dogs on, on the defensive end. Kobe White is no slouch anymore, and, and Io comes in and gets 26. Earthquake. Jesus.
2: Earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> what did you kick dude i didn't kick anything that was the ghost in the closet just throwing sports cards everywhere man you know what
1: he heard you talking shit about his favorite team about the bitch slap you for talking about ed about the bulls man yes uh, I,
2: I mean careful if, if the ghost in the closet cares enough maybe you should rig that lottery for us this year you got a
1: vacuum cleaner you suck that motherfucker right yeah, up in there. Go, you don't I mean? bust him. his ass. Yep, just goes bust his ass right there. Hey, at this point, I just
2: want him to take me out. So, uh, we're going to leave. So, no, I don't have to watch this <laughs> shit anymore, man. I'm
1: tired of this shit, man. No, I – what? they're way better than us. They're a very, very good team. I mean, a 58-win team last year that adds Damian Lillard. They're they're 6-4 and four now, working their way. 5-1 and one team at home. Milwaukee's good. Yeah, Milwaukee's okay. good. and Milwaukee no, doesn't have anything to
2: worry about. They have nothing to worry about.
1: So, um,
2: Bulls like played a early away game in the, the last eight games here, the upcoming. So I guess goodness. maybe complete failure in that home stretch is, is enough to, to push the front office to finally accepting and getting out of denial with this roster. I, I don't know Uh because, I mean, DeMar has played like crap most of the year. But yeah,
1: Demar. Demar he's a leading score on the team, but yeah, he's looked like crap. Um, he's, he's shot uh,
2: according to the Bucks podcast, thirty three percent from the mid range this year, where last year he shot forty seven percent. That's wow. So yeah, to shoot worse than the average three point uh, percentage from the mid range is not how you're going to win uh, at all in today's NBA. Yeah, uh, it's bad. It. I don't know if this
1: homestand does anything. I mean. Goose, if you really think about it, the way Zach is – Zach, you'll get away with some, getting something because, that, like you said before, and we've talked about this on the podcast, he is a max player. He's a clutch athlete, not in terms of being clutch in the agency. And, um, and what's with a K, not a C? But don't worry. Those fucking fancy clutch stats will tell you how clutch people are all the time. Don't worry about it. You got to get there first. Got to get there first. But anyway, you know, the clutch is going to represent him in a very good way. And he is going to probably net something of a decent return. I don't think it's going to be any. I'll be honest with you. The NBA is so fucking broken from what it was when I was like, you know, a long time ago. You know, like back in the day, it was like, okay, moving two first round picks for somebody was a fucking big deal. You know, it was a big deal. I don't care if you're picking fucking 17th or 20th. No, if
2: you don't get four swaps and three firsts, you didn't do it right. Right. I mean, you remember those days. So, yeah. You know, I don't know what the I feel, difference... like for, I feel like protections were a lot less of a thing. Oh, yeah they, were way yeah, they were. They were. You I mean, even... for now, teams get tricky and it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm giving you picks, but I'm not really ever going to give you those picks.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. It just looks like it. It looks like there's a value there. You know, it, it's. Yeah, just like
2: we thought we were getting the Portland pick.
1: Right. It's asinine, really, is what it is. But, you know, he would you, would you want him to tear it up during this? This process here, like to, to raise that shit, you know, or, or are you ready to blow it up now? I mean, because I mean, at, at this rate, dude, I mean, they're losing already at a pretty good rate here. I mean, well, I mean, I mean the three games under 500, they look fucking disjointed. The as value ever.
2: of these players gets worse as the disjointment gets more evident. The, so you, the worst, want, the so you want the trigger playing, pulled immediately. I, I mean, when I we do talk too. About it, the weirdest thing about our users, Caruso might be our most valuable asset. Just because of the cost of his salary and his fit on almost every team around the league. Um, and the problem we're seeing again already is Crusoe's missed the last two games. Um he's your most effective player, uh, but you can't start him because he's You can't injured. play him 36. because he's gonna fucking kill himself. Yep. Because he play he plays way I mean not he waiting. doesn't know he doesn't know how to tone it down. Right. Which isn't a bad thing. No, man, he's um, got one speed and that's fucking commendable. You know, but. but for a team like the Bulls, Caruso is just a rotting asset, um, especially if he's not going to play, you know, uh, part, like of me was hoping, part of me was hoping he was sitting because they're in talks. Oh, yeah, me like, too. I, I was initially I was
1: saying a fucking toe sprain. That's what I was singing to my head. I'm like, come on, man, they're fucking they're doing something. They got to be, you know, but again, then it comes down to I trust them to do something. And I'm, you know, and. And right now, with just the moves over the last two off seasons, a lack of of any sort of trying to change anything up in a trade deadline. you know, I, I, It's just like, where are we going? What are we trying to do? Who are we trying to be? And I'm looking at some of these kids that are getting ready to come out. And you know me. I'm a college basketball dork. So, like, I'm all over this. I'm also, like, I, I, I'm i digging, like, that overtime elite stuff because I'm looking – and the only reason I'm looking into that so heavily is because of, like, the Thompson tw- Twins – did that. So I'm like, I'm wondering what
2: more prospects are going to be no, watching, watching Azur the other night, man. He's um, fucking nuts, dude. And that's, that's, it's the thing. It's you, every night with this team, you're watching a team that is either a legitimate contender where you hope to be where every fan base wants to be. They want their season to matter. They want to have hope going into the postseason. season. Um, or you want to have a young talent that gives you hope for the future. Right. And we, we have neither. Um, well, see,
1: that's the thing, too. I looked up, you know, you could look up tweets of what you said before or some shit like that. Yeah. I, I was showing like when we were talking initially about like last season, how shitty it was getting towards the trade deadline and we we're fucking starving for a move. We were starving for a move then because it was just so stagnant. We like we knew like this isn't kids trying to get this together. This is fucking vets trying to work this out. It ain't working out. This is done. It's not going to work. And I put a tweet out about, like, that Thompson, uh, Austere Thompson. I mean, I, I would have taken him or Amon or Thompson. I would have taken either of them. I, I believe in those kids. I think that they're fucking really great players. But watching him on Sunday, I felt like how you always explained it, of that jealousy of another team's prospect being like – and obviously I feel that all the time. It's in my division,
2: though, and it fucked with me. like looking right past it, Kate Cunningham. No, we let Kevin Knox tear us new one, too.
1: I don't know what it takes.
2: I I really don't know what, the team doesn't know what it takes either. Cause they've spent way too much time together to not have it figured out. But what do you think they're thinking? Like, like they're all thinking they want out of here too. I mean, that's how they're playing. I mean, you're Zach. So you're Zach Levine and you're going home. You're getting ready to go home now. Okay? I'm Zach Levine. I'm going home. I'm going, I'm making $40 million the next three or four years, regardless. And if you trade me, I'm making it even more money. Cause I've got a trade kicker. So, do whatever you want, because clearly this isn't working. Um, but I think like in Zach's situation, like getting stuck here wouldn't be bad for him either. But during this game, I'm going, give me Kobe White, Patrick Williams, and Vucevic, because you're not going to be able to get good value for him. Um, and whatever remnants you get from these trades, run it. And where we fall is where we fall. We have complete control of our pick this year. Um, it's protected next year, uh, being sent to the Spurs. So if you plan on holding on to that asset, you have to do something uh, by this deadline or into the offseason because forfeiting a first-round pick to be a play-in team is not something that is good. Like, there's no optics about that perspective that feel good.
1: There are so many players within the next two years that are coming out that it's it's like – do you make the move? So there's like, we have a comment in here. He's
2: playing like he's already made the move. It's like, he knows he's not getting the contract extension here. And why am I going to give my all anymore? Right. And, and and you can't see it in his play, but just in the effectiveness, he's just not there. Or maybe father time has finally come. I don't know. I mean, well that's,
1: I mean, and that's not out of the realm of possibility. No, that's either. Not,
2: he's, he's played the best basketball of his career here in a bulls Jersey. Right. Uh, towards the end of his career. So I'm really
1: glad you said that, that because that's something that needs to be fucking pointed out is that like this isn't DeMar
2: probably trying to be an ass or anything like that. Maybe no. maybe he's finally getting this got. Could be, this could be father time. Um, but none of that spells good news for the Bulls. Oh, Whether no. whether it's uh, the distaste in his mouth for not knowing what his contract situation and his future is going here forward. Um, or if it's simply just father time calling, um, Neither of those situations are good for the Bulls because it means that they waited too long to make a decision. And obviously, an expiring contract in itself of that size in this league has value in the right situations. But it's when you're getting to talk about that, about a guy who was just an all star for you, you messed up on your timeline horribly.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's been an issue since the beginning, is what you, I mean, it was timeline purposes. You know, you got Patrick Williams, you bring in DeMar, you bring in Lonzo. Where are you going? What are you trying to do? You know, it looks like you're trying to compete now. she you try to get another piece? Whatever. Um I I just wish I wish I knew how to like to fix it. Like what to say, like to, to fix it. Because the only like the only thing that goes in my head as a fan right now is tank.
2: Yeah, take what you can get and get the hell out and and of here And I stuff. know
1: that like people hate, like people fucking hate that. They hate the implication of it. They hate talking about it. Losing on purpose is stupid. I'm like, yeah, I know, man, it blows. But, like, what are you going to fucking do
2: here? So, and it's not even losing on purpose. It's just getting younger and strategically worse to the point where you shouldn't be able to win games even on your best night. And I get that's not appealing. But on our best night with a team that's trying to contend we're not in it with the teams that matter, the teams that we're going to have to beat to get to the place that we want to be. And as a fan base, your only goal should be a a championship. We, we we literally put up billboards, not us personally, but as a fan base to fire the previous regime, because we had nothing but first round exits and we did not have great success, but we did make the playoffs. Um, So like if you're for that and you're with that, cool. But for me, it has always been about a championship. The reason I'm a diehard Bulls fan is because I grew up during the 90s in Illinois. You know, so championship mentality is all I know for a team. And the the Cubs humbled me uh, in, in appreciating suckiness and then having success. But when you don't see the vision at all and there is no clear path to the only goal that matters in sports, you need to reset. Um And that sucks to say, but the development and the potential of your young players like Kobe and hopefully Pat would get the opportunity to show more in that kind of situation are the only things that matter right now. And Pat's development has been hindered by this project. Um, Kobe has found a way to somehow play through it and make it through it, uh, despite all the times that he was in trade rumors. Um, but in the first half and when the Bulls were in this game, uh, early in that second half, Kobe and Butch were the only ones that looked like they were ready and available to play the whole entire night. Good night for Kobe White, 6 for 14 from
1: the field, 3 for 8 from downtown. He finished with 16 points, 3 boards, only 1 assist, but he did have 2 steals and only 1 turnover. Oh, I mean, good game for Kobe White, you know. Uh, everything that you just said, I, I, I totally feel. I don't know why it's a controversial thing to say that As a fan, you don't see the point of middling around and being here. Um, I I feel like there's very two fine lines in sports, well, at least in in, in basketball where we're at right now, is, is you have the team to compete or you just simply don't. The middle ground is very, very fucking hard to find in the NBA. I mean, especially today. There, there's not like, you remember so the middling teams that you knew weren't going to win the Eastern Conference Championship again when we were kids. They were just middling. They were good, but they were middling. You know, and you,
2: the only middling aspect of this that could be positive is if the Bulls lucked into lottery luck. And, and that's, that's exact. And that's exactly that's the what it front is. office going. We we made this plan. We have to ride it out, even if it looks horrible in the end. And then just hope for lottery luck because we're towards the back of the lottery instead of the top of it. Right. Um. And and that literally is your only saving grace outside of blowing it up and getting bad enough to guarantee that you get a top five pick again in a draft where hopefully you get somebody that isn't projected to be a role player and wasn't drafted from Florida State as a sixth-man role player.
1: Sounds like a crazy idea, but it might just fucking work if they don't get it. It does. It does. Well, all right, let's read off these next couple games, man. So it's the Florida show, okay, but in Chicago. Florida's coming to Chicago, Orlando twice in a row on the 15th and the 17th. And uh, isn't
2: that 17th one a. uh, I believe it is a. a In-season tournament, whatever. That's that's what we're aiming for at the end of the season.
1: How fucking stupid is that, dude? I don't care. People, they probably get mad at me for that. I just think it's so. It's cool. the The court and the difference. And I thought it would be better. I'm just
2: I like, I like I said. I'm just not understanding the concept of it at this point. Like, if you're not playing the games consecutively, it's not really a tournament. It's just like a, well,
1: it's an every weekender thing, every other weekender thing.
2: You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, what, it, what, that's what was what it is. But we, <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. Maybe by the end of it, I'll understand it um, and then be able to get excited for it in the future. If the Bulls have a team worth um,
1: worth worth giving more. a shit about, right? Uh, so we have Orlando on Wednesday and Friday, and on Saturday and Monday we've got Miami. So a young Orlando Magic team that, did that is five bad. and four right now. Uh, oh
2: wait, you mean another young team that's doing better than the Continuity Bulls?
1: Yes, and they lost. They lost to the eight and two Dallas Mavericks, um, and then they lost a heartbreaker to Trey Young and the Hawks. Beat the Bucks the other night. Yep. And now they're uh, they've got um, tomorrow. They have Brooklyn, so th- this Magic team is pretty decent to watch. It's been fun to watch. So check it out if you have the opportunity. And then you know what Miami's going to bring to the table. A little bit of a slow start for them, but they now move to six and four. They're on a huge win streak. I think they won like four or fucking five in a row. I'm click on their name. We here. haven't
2: been able to say that since Chris Dunn and Larry Mark. Yeah, they've won five in a row now.
1: Oh, actually, Miami, actually, no, we did get to say it with Lonzo
2: for for. Couple weeks. Yeah, we got to stay with Lonzo. Yeah, we did. Before that, it was Chris Dunn and Larry Markman. Oh, my goodness. Well,
1: that's the schedule, man. Uh, We already know what's coming. You know, Uh, tough teams, both of them.
2: So that's, you're going to. There's not a game this year that is not going to be a tough team.
1: Right. 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 You have Orlando, who is a young,
2: bouncy team, and then you have Miami, who is. I am now scared of the Orlando Magic. That's how long this project has sucked. We traded for Vooch, and we are now scared of the Orlando Magic. Fuck. Nah. <laughs> that
1: might have been my longest pause ever on the podcast. Yeah, I, like, I didn't, yeah. didn't know what, what the fuck I mean, he was saying.
2: Let's, let's spin it to the positive. It can only take three years of intentionally sucking and trading away your assets to get better than the teams that refuse to do so. Jesus, all
1: right. Was that the? Was that your closing? That that, that should be the closing. I I, think it should be. I'm. You know what? I'm I'm going to add. Read. We're going to get out. Cool. Cool. Go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. I told you earlier in the episode where to follow us on Twitter or X or whatever you call it. I will remind you once again. Please go to the YouTube subscribe to our ontapsportsnet YouTube. Presented by Sports Illustrated Media Group. We'll see you when the Bulls play Orlando, and that's on Wednesday. Let's go Bulls. (laughs)
2: Hey.